This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Where we go in hour number two of the program. Welcome back to it. Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Together in our Odyssey Palace studios in San Diego, California. Tony Gwynn Jr. in Peoria should be joining us shortly. Padres fell to the Seattle Mariners this afternoon. Spring training baseball. It's all over. Another two and a half hour game. Yeah. Or two hours and something. Didn't take very long. Mariners scored in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Padres today 5-4. to four. Joining us from Peoria, Arizona, on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, the premier play-by-play, pregame, postgame show host in all of Major League Baseball. Where he goes, the champagne flows. <laughs> it is our man, Sammy Levitt, from Peoria. <laughs> Getting a round of applause, which nobody gets nobody when they join gets. this show. Because I appreciate what <laughs> Sam's doing out there for oh, us. We love Sam. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. You know, guys, this team, I mean, I, I had high hopes, but a walk-off <laughs> loss? I mean, I, I, may have to, I may have to change my, my prediction. I mean, maybe it's just not the team that I thought, that I thought it was. <laughs> That's a good point. They have fallen a distant... They have. They are a distant game and a half behind the Kansas City Royals right now. For me, it's cactus Wait, league hold, or bust. Hold, hold, for the hold on a second. Hold on. Did did I did I hear Tony? Did you hear Tony? No, no, you're he's not, not here yet. Tony. Oh, he's he, not here yet. Oh, he's not. Okay, I thought I thought I heard Tony for a second. No, 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 no. I was going to say, a, I was gonna say, wow, that was quick. That would have been <laughs> that would have been world record time for Tony. No, he's not here yet. Uh, okay. Padres do fall a game and a half out of first place in the. Race for the Cactus League title, but uh, I think everybody will be okay. What everybody wants to know, Sam, is your bird's eye view of the uh, new right fielder for the San Diego Padres, some kid named Fernando Tatis Jr. Does he look like he's any good? You know, look, he he made one routine play today and made it perfectly. He obviously had, uh, if you saw it, if you listened to it, he had a misplay on uh, sort of a, a line drive that he went to his left and back on that he got there. And he talked about it after the game. It had spin and it kind of died on him and he was dealing with the wind and he just couldn't make the adjustment to make the catch. And then he actually made a pretty good throw to second base uh, that nearly got the runner going to second base. Uh, I think it was ruled a hit, but it was, it was certainly a misplay in right field, but Look, uh, I, I talked to Fernando after the game. I was there when he was, uh, you know, speaking about the play, and um, he was he was really upbeat um, just about the work they've put in. He's saying that he's comfortable out there and that they'll make some adjustments and that he's going to be just fine out there. I actually thought it was a, a great attitude he had 
after the game. There was no, you know, hanging of the head saying, oh, maybe, maybe I just can't play out here. And then Bob Melvin really, you know, also echoed that just about 10 minutes ago when we spoke to him down on the field and said, look, he's going to have plays like that out there and moments like that out there. And then the next day he'll make two plays that only he can make, right? Because he's such a, a terrific athlete. So I think with Fernando and right field, especially here in spring training, I, I mean, we have to remember, number one, he, he's never played out there on an everyday basis. And this is going to be a learning experience. And the good news is that he has all of spring training to work on it. And he has a handful of games after that into the regular season to work on it as well before he makes his debut on April 20th. So, you know, look, I know the, you know, if you were watching that today, you watched the misplay, the initial reaction could be, you know, oh, oh my goodness, uh, maybe he, <laughs> he can't uh, play out there. But I think I think we have to take very much the long view on this, guys, and understand he's playing a brand-new position. It's not easy to play here in Arizona. The sun, the wind, so... I think it's going to be a, a work in progress. That is true. I mean, it is spring training. This is when you're allowed to misplay things because it doesn't really matter. So I, I, I hope no one is out on Fernando after today in the field. But we're talking to Sam Levitt here, Padres pre and post man. He's out in Peoria. He watched the game today. But I want to talk about Juan Soto, Sam, because he is on fire right now. He's hitting 727 in spring training. His OPS is over 2,000, which is just unheard of. And today he went two for three with an RBI. What have you, um, you, you've been there a couple weeks now. What have you observed about Juan Soto? What, what, do, what are people saying around there about him? Uh, they're saying that this guy is pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, look, I mean, he's a terrific hitter. When he came over to the Padres, you know, we heard about the reputation, right, as perhaps the, the best hitter in the game you can look at his numbers. Last year was a bit of a down year as far as the average, but he still got on base at a very, very high percentage. Guys, I, I think we can't forget how good this guy is. And he has started spring training blistering hot. I mean, he's tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, it is spring training. He's going to go to the World Baseball Classic. We'll see how he does there. But is anybody here surprised that he looks great? No. No. And I think in a in a year where he is here from the start of the year – there's a comfort level. I mean, I'm at the point, and I know it's early in spring, where, you know, he's such a good hitter. He's such a terrific player that, I mean, I think you just have to expect he's going to have a really great year. I mean, I personally would be shocked if he doesn't have a really, really good year. And I'm not just saying that because of a great start to spring training, but look at what he's done in his career. Go look at, at the type of hitter he's been. I mean, when he came over, the, the you know the buzzword was generational talent and people didn't say that for no reason they said it because that's what he's been at a very young age and uh, I think you know with his comfort level here the protection he has in that lineup you know hitting with you know Manny and Tatis and, and Bogarts around him whatever order they decide to go in I think Juan Soto is primed to have a terrific season and I'm excited to see what he does in the in the WBC and in spring training and uh, throughout the rest of the Cactus League schedule when he gets back as well. Sam Levitt from Peoria giving us a little Padre update here uh, before Tony rejoins us uh, on the program. Uh, Sam, give me your uh, scouting report on Seth Lugo today, also Adrian Mortajon. Uh, both of them uh, pitched a few innings today. 
And um, I, I guess in a, in a way they're kind of in a competition uh, to see, you know, to clinch one of those starting rotation spots. Lugo's probably got the upper hand, but yeah, we forget about Adrian Mortajon. This guy was uh, throwing some darts a few years ago, and uh, how'd he look, too? Yeah, yeah. well, I'll start with Seth Lugo. I mean, he looked good. He made one mistake to a Eugenio Suarez, gave up a solo home run. But aside from that, mixed his pitches well. He talked after the game about really working on his slider. He told us before his, uh, or I should say after his, first outing of the Cactus League season about trying to differentiate the cutter and the slider, but now it sounds like he's focused uh, mainly on the slider and actually back to throwing five pitches instead of six. It sounds like the the cutter is not part of the picture, at least right now. So he talked about that, and and he seems to be happy with where he's at. He's a guy who has a great curveball, as we know. That's a pitch that a lot of people focus on, and uh, he throws a lot of pitches. And you're right, I think Seth Lugo – is a lock for this rotation, whether they go with a five-man or a six-man at the start of the year in the wake of uh, Joe Musgrove's uh, injury. With Adrian Morahone, I think that relates to the Musgrove injury conversation because potentially at the start of the year, there is an open rotation spot. And I do think Adrian Morahone, based on uh, the type of prospect he's been, based on the fact that uh, at times during that development, he was being developed to be a starting pitcher, and the fact that he threw three innings today. Um, look, I think he's a potential option there. Bob Melvin after the game, you know, just a handful of minutes ago, you know, said he looked good, liked the way he mixed his pitches, and, and he talked about, you know, when you have a guy in Morahone that's trying to make a team, it, it can be um, – you know, it can be sort of one of those situations where, you know, the, the, the pitcher may rely on his fastball a lot, um, but he really mixed up his pitches. He threw a first pitch changeup at one point. So Bob Melvin ripped the way he mixed up his arsenal today and uh, the way he looks. So positive reports on him, positive reports on Lugo. And uh, look, the Morahone situation is, is interesting because, you know, potentially if the Padres wanted to go in that direction for a starting spot, um, and use a six-man rotation, even at the start of the year, if, if Joe Musgrove isn't there at the start of the year, um, it could be Adrian Morahone, or it could be somebody else. But Morahone would be an option, and, and this is a guy, even though he was, you know, primarily in the bullpen last year, I mean, he's he's been, um, you know, he's been groomed to be a starting pitcher at times during his prospect development. I was there in Amarillo in 2019 when, you know, he was a starting pitcher at the beginning of the year. So I don't think that's out of the question, and, and the reports today uh, seems uh, pretty good. Talking to Sam Levitt, he has been out in Peoria covering the Padres for us at 97.3 The Fan since the uh, spring training began, even before spring training began, even when the pitchers and catchers were reporting. Sammy went there right after the Padres got eliminated to the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, he's been waiting in he Arizona since then. the World then. Series in Peoria last year. <laughs> he was waiting for this assignment. Uh, Sam, one last one for me, and it's uh, about David Dahl. David Dahl hit a three-run home run the other day. He had a double today, went two for three. He's seeming to me like he He's uh, in the lead for maybe that last possible roster spot. What do you think? Well, you know, look, I, I don't, I don't know if I would say at this point, you know, that there is a quote-unquote leader only Scraby because it's so early in yeah. spring training. But when you talk about somebody who has performed and impressed, and I think to this point has really opened eyes. I think David Dahl is very top of that list. He showed power. 
had an extra base hit today, had a single later in the game. He's, he's playing in all three outfield spots. He's somebody who has versatility and beyond that has a track record, you know, and I think we've talked about this, you know, what he did in Colorado, the power he has, the fact that he's, that he's uh, healthy, you know, he was dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's back from that. He's feeling healthy. I've talked to him about it. So look, good for David Dahl. Um, you know, does this continue all spring? Who knows? Maybe it does. But you're right, there is a real opportunity because the sense I get, the more and more we hear about it, um, about the, the potential outfield spot or, or maybe even two, is that it's a real open competition. I mean, I really get that sense, whether it's Dahl or Brandon Dixon or Jose Azokar. Um, you know, th- there's a real opportunity for someone there. And I think if David Dahl continues to do what he's done and you mix in the track record and you mix in what he's done in the past, I think there's a very real possibility he makes this ball club. So, look, he's going to get uh, plenty of chances to play. Uh, Bob Melvin said that uh, after the game. He reiterated that. So we're going we're gonna to see if David Dahl can keep up this pace. But you're right, early on, he has been one of the real standout performers. And there are not a, a ton of question marks or competitions for spots on this Padres team. Um, the Dahl, Dixon, Azokar question is, is certainly one of them and how that all shakes out. Uh, for an opening day roster spot before Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back. Uh, David Dahl, you could argue right now, just based on the performance, uh, maybe he's the leader. Jose Zocar has had some moments as well, and Brandon Dixon provides uh, good versatility. But uh, back to your original question, yeah, Dahl has been very impressive so far, which has been cool. He's a legit guy. Or he was at least a couple of years ago. So <clears throat> the other thing with David Dahl is he's a left-handed bat. Zocar, yeah. Dixon... Cruz, Nelson Cruz, Camposano, you know, most of the guys that are sitting there in a, in not a backup role, but a, 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 a you know, in, a, in kind of a bench thing, they're all right-handed. So Dahl's got a, an opportunity. I think that's why some people think Rugnet Ordor has a chance to make this team as well. Sammy, we're not going to go too far without you. You're already on this club. We appreciate everything you do down there in Peoria. Thanks for your insight today. Go enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening, and uh, we'll catch up to you later in the week. All right, guys. Sounds good. Thanks so much. There you go. Sammy Levitt uh, joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way. Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, we're going to uh, take a quick time out, check a little traffic when we come back. March Madness is upon us, and uh, the San Diego State women's team will be the first to uh, compete. We'll uh, check in with their head coach, Stacey Terry Hudson, when Gwen and Chris returns. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 3.20 is the time. Uh, Chris Ello and Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. should be joining us shortly. He was broadcasting Padre Baseball earlier today. Uh, speaking of broadcasting, I have the great fortune of doing Aztec women's basketball games. And this, uh, our next guest, takes me on a whirlwind around the country to some of the hot spots in the USA. Scraby, I couldn't do it without her. I get to go to Laramie, Wyoming. I get to go to Fort Collins, Colorado. I get to go to Fresno. At least you get to go somewhere. Get to go somewhere, yeah, San Jose, Logan, Utah. My tour guide for all of that is the head coach of the Aztec women's basketball team, Stacy Terry Hudson. Coach, how are you today? Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. I'm doing great. And, Chris, I got some new Jordan gear on my desk for you, too. So not Ooh. only am I taking you around the country, I'm, I'm addressing you. I'm your stylist as well. Please keep coming. Keep it coming. He needs some style. <laughs> He needs some style. Thank you, Scraby. I appreciate that. Well, I, that's very nice of you, Coach. I yes. will look forward to that for sure. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to uh, Monday and uh, your team's uh, appearance in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. You guys had a great season, obviously. 22 wins, tied for third place in a very tightly packed uh, race in the Mountain West. The uh, The tiebreaker was not kind to you, though, so you find up with the number 5 seed and it's going to be a challenge for your kids. I'm sure you're looking forward to it, though. We are. We're really excited. We know that we can compete with everybody in the league. Um, we've split with everybody, if not swept them, and then played really uh, UNLV two really close games. So we're we're confident going into the tournament. Uh, we know we're going to have to play a good 40 minutes of basketball to uh, beat New Mexico, but we're up for the challenge. We're talking to Stacy Terry Hudson, Aztecs women's head coach here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And with the great season that you're having and you're going into the Mountain West tournament, how do you, what kind of strategy as a coaching staff do you take into the tournament? Do you approach it as just every other game or do you kind of spend that extra five minutes looking at something or trying to find out a different wrinkle that you can use? Well, you know, we're focusing on the game in front of us and that's, you know, trying to figure out how we can beat New Mexico and, and, you know, at this point, everybody knows your plays. Everyone knows each other's tendencies. So we're really trying to focus on defending, finishing plays with our defense, and then making small little tweaks to our offense and see if we can gain an advantage somewhere. I um, spent a lot of time today on, on New Mexico and their offense, and uh, tomorrow we'll spend a lot of time on us and just see where we can find pockets to score. Um, and, you know, at this point, you got to make open shots and you got to defend. And if you do that, you're going to give yourself a great chance to win. How fun is March Madness in general? Just getting in the uh, atmosphere of a conference tournament. I, especially being in the situation that you're in this year, because you guys are so competitive and have such a great chance to come out of this thing if all goes your way. But I, I, I just there's nothing quite like it this time of year. College basketball, you play a whole season, and then all of a sudden you get put into this atmosphere. You don't you don't know how everyone's going to react. Well, you know, just just marches in general is just so much fun. I mean, the entire day I have my phone on. I'm watching Pac-12 games and SEC games, so there's basketball all day. And I love just watching my friends compete, my colleagues compete for championships. 
and then we're, you know, preparing for our own run in the tournament and hoping that we can get in some post play after that. So it's just, it's just the atmosphere, you know, it's, you know, it's the next, next game up and survive in advance. And you're just trying to put yourself in a great situation to win. There's been some upsets already in some of these other conference tournaments. So we're looking to, you know, just compete at a high level and hopefully we're cutting down nets come Wednesday. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be really fun. That's one of the things I want to do in my life that I'll never get to do is cut down a net because will, I'm not a basketball I will, coach. I will cut down a piece of the net in your honor oh, if, thank they, you. if they win it. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I, I like appreciate that. that. Yeah. Uh, coach, I want to talk to you about your seniors. You had senior night uh, recently, and it's got to be emotional for you to have these players with your team for so long and then seeing them come to the end of their time with your team but still doing great things. Can you just talk about that senior night a little bit? It's always emotional for me. And with this COVID year, I feel like I've gone through it twice. Um, but, you know, Sophia has been with me for five years now. And, you know, she and I kind of grew up together uh, in this in this program and in this conference. And she's done so many wonderful things for us. And we'll have records that I think will stand the test of time. You know, Mercedes came to us a couple years ago and she's, you know, setting her own records. Uh, we were just talking about her three-point shooting percentage is number four in the nation um, she's turned herself into a phenomenal uh, defensive player, and she's just an all-around great culture kid. She does the right thing 100% of the time, and she's just a joy to be around. You know, Yummy and Alex came to us um, from TCU, and they're both fantastic additions. Um, just great culture kids, play hard. No one works as hard as Alex does in the off season, and, you know, she's just influenced our, our work ethic and practice, and Yummy has a communication level that's you know I don't think we've seen here at San Diego State she's just a joy to be around um and you know Abby our our newest senior and she she just comes with championship pedigree she'll run through walls for this program and for her teammates she's just works hard and her work ethic is unmatched so they've left a huge uh impression on our program um there will be hard to replace but I tell you the culture is set because those five have been in our program one thing that Stacey Terry Hudson has done, as well as anybody, is develop wonderful people in her basketball program. I mean, these young ladies, and I was telling Scraby about this earlier, every one of the seniors you just talked about is, is studying their master's program right now at San Diego State. They're all in line to go on and do great things. You had, uh, I don't know, was a three-point five six grade point average as a team. You had two kids that were perfect 4.0s. How do you balance the competitiveness and the desire to win, 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 win with creating great young ladies and preparing them for their future life? I, I think that's a that's something you have juggled beautifully, Coach. Well, thank you for that. But, you know, it's always bigger than basketball. You know, this is although this is a big part of what's going on in their life right now, these four to five years here in college, um, there's so much more after this. And I want to make sure that they're prepared to take on the world in whatever profession they choose to do. And, you know, it's both roles, being a student athlete and just being an athlete, are very similar. You have to be competitive in the classroom. Um, and a lot of our young ladies are choosing to go into post-education um, opportunities where they're givers. I mean, they're definitely giving back to the community in whatever they choose to do. And, you know, we just talk a lot about that, preparing them for life after basketball. At some point, the ball is going to stop bouncing. And I want them to be prepared for that moment. And this group is definitely prepared. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do with the next, you know, decade of their lives. 
All right, Stacey Terry Hudson's Aztecs, uh, 22 wins this year and uh, getting ready to go to Las Vegas. Uh, you know, I know a lot of Aztec fans go over to Las Vegas. Get over there a couple of days early and watch these kids play. Uh, first game is Monday against uh, New Mexico, then hopefully Tuesday semifinals. And uh, Wednesday night uh, after the finals, I'll cut down a piece of net for Scraby. Coach, good luck. I'll see you this weekend. And uh, all the best, and thank you for a wonderful year. Oh, oh, you're the best, Chris. I appreciate coming on, guys, and appreciate you promoting our program. Anytime. There she goes. Stacy Terry Hudson, the uh, basketball coach, San Diego State women's basketball team, joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today. The Carlsbad Auto Mall, Chevrolet, find new roads. I know a lot of our listeners, Scraby. Yes. You know, we don't we don't put this in the – let's put it this way. Sports Center doesn't lead with college women's basketball very often. No. All right? But they, they, they're covering it more and more. These kids are making more and more inroads on the sporting world. The WNBA, the, uh, the, the Women's Soccer League with the Wave. Women are making incredible strides in sports – and it's happening right in front of our eyes in our lifetime. And, you know, I just know that there's a lot of parents out there who listen to the show who have young ladies, alike our own, Tony Gwynn Jr., yeah. have daughters that want to play sports, want to be competitive, want to compete, want to, you know, go as far as they can in the sporting world. And I, I just, having worked with Stacy now for 10 years with the Aztec women's basketball team, she's just taught me a lot of different things about because I'm, I'm a crazy competitor. You know how I am. Oh, I do. Like, win, win, win. I get totally dejected if I lose, lose, lose. But Stacy does an amazing job of balancing, you know, winning, losing, and creating and helping to develop young ladies. Yeah. And I think if you're a parent out there, I'm not trying to sell you San Diego State. I'm trying to sell you if you're going to if your kid's going to be good enough and fortunate enough to go on and get to play agently somewhere, whether it's basketball or soccer or volleyball or whatever the case is, make sure you find a coach somewhere like Stacy Terry Hudson. Yeah. Someone who cares not only about the bottom line, wants to win as bad as anybody, but at the same time does a great job of helping develop your daughter and developing her life. And I think the same should be said for parents that have young men, young boys out there. They're going to go out and play sports. It's a tremendously, and we know this, Scraby, tremendously small percentage of young athletes who ever really get to go pro. Right? Yeah, I mean, to the I highest mean, level. It's, it's, it doesn't it's happen insane often. Yeah. how few get to go. Think about it. In high school, one out of every 100 basketball players – are probably good enough to play Division One. One out of a hundred, maybe more more than that. One out of two hundred or three hundred, are good enough to play Division One. Then let's say you make it to Division One. How many of those guys? Then there's out of one the three, out of seventy-five. More than that, there's three hundred and fifty Division One college basketball teams. Oh, man, there's only thirty NBA teams. So even if all Every kid on all 350 Division One teams was good enough. There's only room for 30 teams worth of kids to move forward to the highest level. Chances are you're not going to make it. It's not the other way around. The odds are not in your favor to make it. But the odds are in your favor to develop yourself in an all-around way so that you're prepared for life 
if and when basketball comes to an end or soccer or volleyball or golf or tennis or whatever it is your your kid competes in. So anyway, that to me is the kind of coach you want your kid to be around. We'll take a break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Tony will be back too. Tony Gwynn Jr. Yes, he He'll just talk texted a, me. You know, we're going to ask him about that too because his kids are you know, getting into high school now, getting into playing, competitive sports, and I'm sure all of this stuff's important to him. Find out more about it as Gwen and Chris continues. Hey, welcome you back to the program. 3.38 is the time. Chris, hello. Matt's Gravy together in our Odyssey Palace studios, now joined by our partner in crime, Tony Gwynn Jr. from Peoria. What's up, Er? Where the uh, Padres <laughs> took one on the chin today, Tony. Everybody's really disappointed here. Sammy Levitt was hilarious. He came on. He goes, I just, I guess we're just not the team we thought we'd be. <laughs> After a heartbreaking he's loss today. He's a comedian, too. Yeah, he does it all. He's too uh, good at everything. Yeah, Mariners beat the Padres 5-4, if you're wondering today. Uh, we just had uh, Stacy Terry Hudson on, Tony, uh, our favorite uh, women's basketball coach from San Diego State. And I was talking real quick. You know, you have, you know, uh, your daughters that are, you know, involved in sports and I know someday they want to compete at a higher level. And just I was talking to some of the parents out there. What's really important is the development of young people and their lives and, you know, getting your your daughters in a position where they can you know, hopefully continue to be successful in sports, but also understanding that, uh, you know, sports doesn't always work out. Not everybody makes it to the highest level and to have something to make sure they can fall back on in their lives. And I know that's important to you. Yeah, I, you know, I try to tell my kids, I try to teach my children that, you know, they should be very grateful for all of the women that have come before them that has set the stage for, you know, possibilities. Not necessarily, not, nothing's, none of that stuff is guaranteed, but the possibilities have expanded. Um, and there's, and, you know, I'm by me admitting that, that doesn't mean that there's still not plenty of room to continue to expand, but uh yeah man they're coming up at at the right age i mean the young women the young girls out there now are um this is this is certainly the uh, the time to be especially pertains to sports um it's certainly a time to uh you know really be grateful for the women that have come before you and kind of laid all the groundwork so that you know these things are are actual opportunities yeah uh, young women in sports uh come a long way in the last I don't know if it's two decades, three decades, but they've really come a long way, and we're we're witnessing all of it uh, as we go along here. Uh, let's get into a little Padre baseball just quickly before we get to the back page. Tony, your thoughts on Fernando making his right field debut today, and uh, just some thoughts. I know there was one ball that uh, he would have liked to have played a little bit better, but I don't know that we're ready to shelve the whole idea of Fernando moving to the outfield quite yet. No, not even, not even, it's not, it shouldn't even be a thought, quite <laughs> frankly. I mean, um, you know, I, I was impressed with his instincts and um, reaction time. He's going to get better at running the actual route to the ball. That comes with reps, like knowing what that particular ball looks like and how it's going to die, and and you know how the approach that you should take to it. I, I think that stuff comes with reps, and um, I liked what I saw. I know he didn't catch that fly ball. That was just a simple, you know, trying to be too fundamentally sound. He tried to catch it with two hands as opposed to just catching it with one. 
it would have been no issue. And so I have zero worries about Fernando in right field. You know, as long as he stays confident and and, and is Fernando just just himself, he's going to get better and better at that position, I think. What would you think of Seth Lugo and uh, Adrian Modajon today? Modajon. Thought they were good. I thought Seth was 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 efficient as we've seen um, him so far. I mean, in his two innings of work against the White Sox in this first one, no walks. Once again, no walks in this one. Uh, he's looked good. I thought Marty Home looked good as well. He kind of settled in after um, a little bit of a I wouldn't even call it a rocky start. He just missed a couple pitches. Had a he gave up the double, and then there was a bunch of just jam shots that fell in. Um, and then he settled in and. You know, I think he's a wild card. I, I'm I'm a big fan of, of Adrian as a starter. Um, I, I remember what it looked like in that uh, that 2020 season. Um, was it 2020 or 2021? Yeah, 2020, 2020. He looked good. Yeah, I think it was 2020. Yeah, yeah well, whatever year it was, he was starting. <laughs> yeah, uh, he looked good then before the Tommy John issue. And so um, I thought he looked good. Um uh, Soto continues to look like a hitting machine, um, and it, and it comes in the way that made him a 300-plus hitter. I mean, hard ground balls up the middle. He's going to get his doubles as he gets, you know, the more rhythm he gets, the more at-bats he's going to get his doubles and his homers. But just the simplicity of his at-bats and his swings have been money. I mean, the dude's hitting over 700 right now, so... Um, a lot of I, I see. You know, this this team for me is moving in the right direction at the right pace right now. All right, here's a little quick one. <clears throat> you can throw at Jesse Agler tomorrow, Tony, on the broadcast. What's a higher number right now? The year that we're living in, or Juan Soto's OPS? Wait, say that again. What is a higher number right now? The year we're living in, or Juan Soto's Ooh. OPS? Shoot, he's only made like four outs the whole year. The whole, it might be him. <laughs> it's a trick question. They're the same. It's nah. 2023, and Juan Soto's OPS is 2023. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it is he's right. A, I don't know anybody's heard of <laughs> an OPS like that before. No, never. I don't even know. What, I, I'm going to have to pull it up so I can see what it actually looks like. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen the, the two up <laughs> there like that. Pretty nuts for sure. All right, let's check some traffic. And Scraby's got a back page for us, so you've arrived just in the nick of time. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
now to go past the headlines, past the dear abbeys. Are you willing to make a sacrifice? All the way into a world where most never roam. We're dealing with sick people here. Gwen and Chris take you through all the stories that are too weird for the front page. The back page starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, the back page isn't going to be so soft and mellow today because Juju Smith-Schuster has angered A.J. Brown past the point of no return, I believe. And we'll get to that in just a second. But the back page are all the stories that we don't usually do on the show. And today we're going to start with the new pitch clock. It is just the talk of the town in Major League Baseball. And earlier today... In the bottom of the second inning. Actually, I'm just going to play the audio of this happening. This is on the Pittsburgh Pirates TV. So here is what happened. Oh, a little quick pitch right there. Mm. <laughs> well, quick all pitch for the clock. How he, about that? He got the 16 <laughs> seconds there. or He's got the thir- 12 seconds there, I think. And now Tukapita's down. Two strikes within eight seconds. <laughs> wow. Wandy Peralta struck out to Capita Marcano in 20 seconds. It was time. 22-0, which is pretty incredible if you ask me because he was moving on the mound. Yeah, he was. And not only that, Scraby, they got a lot of tweets out there right now with side-by-side shots of Wandy Peralta striking out to Capita Marcano next to a shot of just some random pitcher in baseball last year throwing one pitch that's in the been, same amount of time. That's been uh, – yeah, I've seen that tweet, and it is crazy because that other Major player – bias. Okay. He did take a very long time. He took like a minute and a half to throw one pitch, but this one, 20 seconds at bat over. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, some pitchers are going to uh, use that. Now, mind you, you have uh, – you have eight sec to eight seconds to get in the box. So, you oh, know, yeah. the, the, the tough part is you have to weigh if getting out of the box actually helps him with me speeding me up, right? Because me getting out, that means he gets to get on and get set. And as soon as you step in, it's a live ball. So, you know, I think the, the only defense to this, and this is what you used to try to do against guys like Mark Burley, uh, Clayton Richards used to work super fast like this. Don't get out of the box. Like, take your swing and just stay there. You end up with a lot more time than, than you would when you step out and have to reset and get your footing all over again. It's going to be fun to see this year, the strategy behind Is that. there such a thing still in baseball as a quick pitch, though? Like, can the umpire actually call you for delivering the pitch too fast? I, I think you used to be able to do that. I, I That would seem to go against everything baseball is trying to do right now. But no, you you definitely can still do that. As long as you're in the box. Yeah, no, you could definitely quick pitch. But is it legal? Like is the yeah. umpire gonna gonna whistle you for it? You have you, you have your <laughs> one timeout, so you can call your timeout as they're getting ready to throw it. Okay. Never get out the box, make him start over and now you have the time you need, but you only get to do that once, so Huh. Did they add whistles to umpires' duties this year? No, <laughs> you, no, you know haven't. what I meant, <laughs> Mr. Comedy over there. Hey, you know that you would go after me for that. Oh, I didn't know that the umpires had whistles. I, I can see it and hear it right now in my head. All right, so that is what happened with the Pirates and the Yankees. 
Now, uh, yesterday, Chris talked about the NFLPA survey, and I went through it a little bit further with a fine-tooth comb. I found a few websites that went through it with a fine-tooth comb as well. And here are some of the lowlights around the NFL. If you are the Arizona Cardinals, you you got to get a new team, or you got to get someone to invest in the team because they got five Fs out of the seven categories. <laughs> they had the worst-rated locker room with players citing uneven floors and floorboards that are peeling up. They also, if you would like to have dinner, you can have dinner through the organization. But, quote, if players would like dinner, it will be boxed up for them. But players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this. So they charge them for their own food. I I, I mean, I know that they make lots of money. They can definitely afford it. But they should be provided food for free by the team, I would think. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that is, that is, uh, <laughs> in, in team sports, that is a, uh, that's a foul. <laughs> that is, is a foul. Is. Yeah. The Arizona that's Cardinals are, are uh, a mess. Well, they're By a the mess, way- but they, they've been known for being the cheapest organization in sports, especially when they were owned by Bill Bidwell. Now, Bill Bidwell passed away many years ago, but his son, Michael Bidwell, owns them now. I think things have improved, but obviously not to the point where they should improve. That this is this is um, hilarious because when you're boxing it up, it's like almost like uh, they're still in COVID restrictions there. Right? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't eat it here, man. You got to take this out of here. <laughs> also, if you want to stay at the facility in the off season and work out, you know, be better at your job. Players quote reported that if you work out the facility after the season is over, is over, the team charges you for every meal eaten at the facility. So again, the apparently the only team in the league that does this. Uh, we talked about the Jaguars having a terrible rating yesterday. Uh, players revealed that uh, for three or four weeks this season, their locker room and laundry hampers were infested with rats. They also complained that their fa- the way their families were treated. Um, Jacksonville does not offer a family room, and according to players' wives, they had to nurse their babies on the floor of a public restroom. I think we mentioned that yesterday. Yes, we did, but that's uh, still worth repeating. That is worth repeating <laughs> right. because, I mean, come on. You're, you're, you need to be able to take care of your players. Uh, the Commanders, they rank last in the survey. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, but they said that uh, Washington players said there is a lack of warm water in the locker room and there is poor drainage in the showers. Commanders players also complained about not having enough personal space in the locker room and on team flights. I can't imagine how disgusting a shower is in the NFL with poor drainage. That is so gross. That is disgusting. Oh this, this is this is taking me back to, like, double A, man. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you would think the NFL would be first class all the way, but evidently it's not. It's not. The Bengals. Cold showers and just crusty, dusty, drained. It's so gross. And then you got Daniel Snyder as your owner, and he just is slimy. He's crusty himself. (laughs) The Bengals, this one's not that big of a deal, but it is kind of surprising in this day and age. The Bengals are the only team that does not have outlets in their lockers for players to charge their devices. Which is kind of strange. I mean, uh, an outlet in their... They should have an outlet in their locker. I would assume that every other team, even the Arizona Cardinals, have outlets in their locker. Uh, the Chargers players say they're hot. They're hot. They're hot and cold. Hot? They're hot and cold tubs are poorly maintained and gross, quote. And that the hot tub is often broken and the cold tub is often not cold. So it doesn't surprise me about the Chargers there. But that is a lot of what... 
some of the NFL players said. So I guess they, um, they're just like us, guys. They're just slumming it every single day at work. All right. It's rough being an NFL <laughs> pro, evidently. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you guys heard of Matthew Meyer? Or, uh, yeah, Meyer from uh, Illinois. He's an Illinois forward. He recently missed some time with the team. Well, he's going to tell you in this clip about why he missed time. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. Um, and <laughs> so I uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover. And uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then. Um, I've actually been- you know... I'm not going to say anyone has He's a, a college student? I mean, does this guy have a half a brain anywhere? He, I don't know. I don't know. But five energy drinks is not healthy. And caffeine poisoning is... I could see it being a real thing if you drink too much caffeine. But I guess so. Someone needs to step I, in and talk to this guy. I don't, the whole video I, I've had enough. is getting crazy. I've certainly taken enough caffeine before where I couldn't see. <laughs> what? Well, you couldn't uh, see? No, I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, so... Should I share this? Yeah, I might as well. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, what's happening? I'm really- this one of the ways you one. used to get yourself ready for a game, when you're, you know, experimenting at the age of, you know, 23 when I'm in double A, we used to take, like, caffeine, right? And so uh, coffee, uh, Excedrin has caffeine in it. And so we'd have coffee, have a Red Bull, couple couple Excedrins. Oh, my god! And I remember one time taking, forgetting that I had already took, and I took two more, and I remember getting in the box, and I promise you, the I remember he goes into the wine. We're in, uh, we're in, we're in Mississippi playing the Braves. Um, pitcher lets go of the ball, and I I see just black. Oh, I wow. see nothing. Oh, That's man. terrible. And this went on. This went on for the whole at bat. It wasn't like I just my my sight went black. Just the ball was black. Like I could not see it at all. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> for like four pitches. That's Thankfully, scary. I walked. Yeah, this guy was nowhere near the plate. Wow, so it four pitch for walk, and you couldn't see the yeah. ball. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. You should have tried that more often. <laughs> oh, no, wow. no, no, not at all. Um, That's a dangerous thing. I promised Juju Smith-Schuster, and I will tell you what he did after the break, but let's just say that he is still picking on the Eagles, and he has even made a short movie about it. So we'll, all right, we'll uh, look forward to touch that. on that. Make sure you dial in for Chris versus the fans as well. It's coming up at 833-288-0973 if you want to play some trivia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.